Meanwhile in the pod cave. to another edition of the Podman. I'm Brad. I'm Brian. Podman Ron. And uh, Podman Ron, you've been, uh, we've been a little late to record here, but uh, I think Podman Ron, under the weather a little bit, but back in action. I have been sick. Yeah, I mean. I have have been sick all weekend. Have you been, all week. Have you been catching up on movies and TVs while you've been lying in bed, or you've just been too Uh, close to death's door? Actually, I've just been doped up on NyQuil, to be honest with you. Just doped up. And, and right. falling asleep to episodes of The Office. Okay, that's, I've seen probably about 15 times each. That just, it's kind of like chicken soup. You know, it just makes you feel good. Watch you lay yeah, in bed you just with play it on in the background and slowly go to sleep. So. Yeah. I gotta stay awake for the Scott's Tots episode. Maybe uh, that's right. That is Maybe one of my favorites. That's the only episode I can only, I can't watch. Often I, I watched it finally because wow. I'd watched so many the you know <laughs> that I was like okay I got to suffer through Scott Todd and wow. it's not because it's a bad episode it's just so cringy it's so <laughs> it terrible hits, it hits too close to home oh it's too it's just awful those poor kids you feel so bad for them. <laughs> back when you tried to find to uh, start the Champions oh, Foundation I, for it, college oh yeah exactly <laughs> when he uh, when he gives them he goes I got in here laptop. Batteries. <laughs> it's so sad, man. Oh my god. You should switch it up because I'll tell you one that's great to like just leave on the background is Cheers. Like Ooh. it's it's out there. Brad, <laughs> Cheers is Brad a good show. I like grow. Cheers, but yeah. Cheers I, I couldn't watch in the background because I haven't seen the episode so long that I'd actually want to pay start attention. paying attention. Yeah. Yeah. The office is, you know, you. Seen them, so you just kind of like only pay attention to the really funny moments. The rest you can just kind of let it breeze on in the background. So, you know, I was the Jim and Pam moments can just play on in the background. Yeah, I keep wanting to go through Cheers and power through. I think I made it through uh, almost the whole first season and then kind of dropped off. But I almost made it through uh, Parks and Rec all the way through again. But I fell off somewhere or another along the line toward toward that's the last couple like of the seasons. Office. Yeah, that's, I've seen that like three or four different times. Yeah, I've, I've I've gone through it once or twice, I think. Good show. Good, good shows. Show. Well, we got got some new good movies to talk about. Um, into uh, movie news. So trailer-wise, we've got the big one that we've been waiting for, Spider-Man Far From Home, um, which, yep. again, we apologize, pod people, if uh, this has probably been out for two weeks now. Uh, but but it does debunk a little bit about what, uh, Brian, what you had maybe predicted uh, time-wise, time-wise this yeah. would be at. So we got yeah, some clarification all on through it. it. Yeah. They shot holes all through it. Uh, but to be honest, there's been lots of conversation about uh, – Nobody really – it doesn't make any sense why they all got snapped, apparently. Right. Other than Marvel probably just didn't tell Sony what their plan was. 
you know, because Sony's a separate studio, and they probably didn't want to have any sort of leaks. So they basically said, oh, you go shoot your movie, and you can keep your cast like it is, um, but didn't bother telling them, wait, <laughs> there's a time jump um, of five <laughs> years. So, that, so I don't think we're going to get any sort of reference that it's been five years right. later. Yeah. Or, or if it is, it'll be like that thing where they dub it in afterwards or they shoot like a couple <laughs> of scenes real quick to, to explain that it's five years later. Right. But if you take out that, that little reference, there'll be no like other, re- you know, other like indication that it actually is a time lapse or any reference that, Hey, isn't it weird that we all got snapped? Like nothing. There'll be no mention of the snap. Uh, by the the peripheral characters, other than you know Peter and maybe Ned, so. But yeah, I think it's all because uh, Sony wasn't involved. But but even the actors have said, yeah, that is weird that we all got snapped. So, <laughs> but not completely out of the question, though. I guess right. Not completely without a question. Just a little but, odd. Uh, just a little odd. Just a little odd. We odd. I'll be honest. This this uh, this new trailer didn't do much for me. No, I, I like the first trailer better, and <laughs> it was it was too much. In-game stuff in it. I don't know. It just uh, just just didn't do much for me. Well, now Matthew as I Parker? have predicted. Okay, here we go. No. As Brian, I did predict, Brian's going to course correct. Yeah. Up, they're setting it up that that we don't need a Ben Parker's death because Tony's death is is Ben. Wow. That's, so that's where I was wrong about it being a prequel to Endgame, I was right from the standpoint that uh. Yeah, this whole thing is all about Peter's like uh dealing with the death of Tony, and that's his uh that's his uh that's his his motivation. So living up to Tony's uh uh mantle. I just I don't know. It was just uh the whole you know another Earth and Mysterio from another Earth and oh that's guess, that's nonsense like I, oh so I know he's probably lying about it but still it's just like it's just this well, whole sad sacking about Iron Man it's like every frame shot was was talking about Iron Man it's like oh okay we yeah, got it what they're it. doing though the the re- referencing the multiverse is not because they're gonna everybody's like oh it means Tony Tony's still alive that's how they bring Tony back no they're not bringing Tony back like that, yeah, that wasn't the point of, that wasn't the point of mentioning the multiverse. The point of mentioning the multiverse was for Sony to say, hey, our other Spider-Man movies are good, too. So they can say, well, it's a multiverse. That's why Venom exists in one of the alternate Earths. And that's why everything you saw in um, uh, Spider-Verse, you know, that, you know, so now we're kind of saying, yeah, it's different versions of the multiverse, but they're kind of connected. So, you, can, you know, it is kind of important to see Venom, too. You know, even though you're not going to see Captain America or Tony Stark or Peter Parker in it, it's that's that's just uh, a service to Sony to say, hey, you know, your your redheaded stepchild property is not completely useless. So, well, yeah, I don't know. Just this this trailer, I was really excited about it, and I watched it, and it was just like, eh, man, just, didn't do it. Uh, yeah, it didn't do much for me. I it just didn't. Again, I know this ain't our Spider-Man. This isn't the comic book Spider-Man. This is the Marvel MCU Spider-Man, and and I do like Tom Holland, and I like the character. I just, man, just it kind of fell flat for me. It wasn't very exciting. Uh, I found it interesting that uh, the Lego toys have started to hit, and you know they <laughs> talked about the biggest leak of them all. 
the, yeah, Lego's always leaking it. Um, but they had talked about that it wasn't going to be, that it was going to be a fire and a water elemental because there was problems with the licensing. Uh, but no, in fact, like, uh, Lego has, has listed them as Molten Man and, and Hydro Man. Yeah, why not? Oh, there you go. So. On the packaging. So, unless they do something wonky and they change it for the, uh, for the movie, but yeah, chances are it's going to be Hydro Man and, and Molten Man. So. Just. A little tidbit. Well, hopefully the, uh, I'm hoping that the Lego, uh, the Lego toys don't spill uh, the beans on what happens in It Chapter 2. Yeah, I'm not sure, really sure when those Lego sets are going to hit and ruin that movie for us. But we also got a movie for the next uh, the next It movie. Uh, I would love to have an It playset, a Pennywise minifigure, yeah. and maybe like a sewer playset. The sewer playset, that's what I was thinking. I think that'd be great. Why not? A giant That a needs giant to be a spider. Lego's idea thing or whatever those are called where you submit the stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, but uh, were you, Brian, were you a fan of the first one? Not, not oh, the, yeah. The most recent first one, not the uh, John Boy Walton version. Yeah, the one, the, the it from the 90s that I watched, uh, man, that scared the bejesus out of me. Like, I, that one, the one that really messed with me, with my head was when uh, Eddie got killed and you know, Pennywise came up through the drain hole in the shower. <laughs> but that—that that, I never that took a shower. Would be for a while. Yeah. That that mess would be for a while. But uh, uh, the the it movie we got uh, was 2017. Uh, it 2017, really really good. It, it was probably one of, if not my favorite movies of the entire year. Wow. Um, All right. So you're looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And and honestly. Uh, the fact that they cast Bill Hader as, um, uh, oh man, one of those kids, one of the white kids. Oh God, what's his name? He's my favorite one. But, um, the kid, uh, but, uh, yeah, they, they're casting him as the character that Finn Wol- uh, Wolfhart played and, um, uh, it just looks really good. It looks like they're really going for it. And they have said, you know, uh, in the book, um, it's actually like a, well, I don't want to spoil that, but in the in the nineties no movie, in the nineties movie, it was a spider, like what its right. actual persona was was a spider, and they said that's not what it's going to be in in this. It's not going to be a spider, so that'll be interesting. It'll be kind of a twist uh, to see if it lines up with the book or or how that all's going to shake out. But yeah, the uh, the the trailer was almost like a little like. Uh, it was like a full scene, you know, oh, yeah, with, with yeah. not a, you know, or kind of like the way the whole scene played out, which was kind of cool. It's, it is, and it is kind of weird that they left, they spoiled that scene to an extent, unless they just knew, well, we're not going to fool anybody. So that's what we're going to make our, yeah, you yeah, just, yeah, like you said, just kind of go for it and show, um, you know, I'm not trying to hide it. They, everybody knows what's to expect here. Uh, Podman Ron, were you a fan of uh, the last movie, or did you see? Of the it? It? Yeah, of the it, it was all right. Uh, it didn't, the it. It was, it was all right. Um, I enjoyed it. This, 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 Alex really liked it. Of I, course, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was okay. It was. Um, and I guess I'm just. I didn't really find the new it trailer all that fascinating either. Wow. Uh, 
Who yeah, is no, this? I'm just, I, I, I don't know. I, mean, I kind of like the Podman Pod, or uh, Podman Ron hopped up on NyQuil. He's a lot like me. I guess nothing this, is just. This is how I live my life. Underwhelmed. <laughs> nothing is, just, nothing is uh, standing out for me. It's Comple- all deceit. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, brother. Yeah. Completely underwhelmed in a NyQuil fog. That's how I live my life. And you guys make fun I know, of me. I'm still like you, Brad. I, I love it. God. I love it. <laughs> but I'm about to disappoint you with another trailer I saw. Oh, what other trailers out there? I, I, I really don't think I'm really high on NyQuil now. Oh. But I gotta admit, I'm starting to enjoy the Aladdin trailers. Oh wow, <laughs> this is not good. I don't know. Maybe it is the NyQuil. Is someone there know. to drive you to the hospital? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but. I'm in a world where the It trailer, the Spider-Man trailer, and the Godzilla trailer does nothing for me, but the Aladdin trailer makes me giggle. Wow. Well, uh, we know that you are a big Will Smith fan, first of all. I I do like Will Smith. Although the last, like, what, ten movies he's done have sucked, so I don't know. I don't know. What was the last good Will Smith movie? In Black 3? Well, I mean, what was the best, what was the last decent Will Smith movie? Jeez, that's hard. It's probably Men in Black 3. It was pretty okay. No, I hated it. The Men third one? Yeah, the third one where Josh Brolin played Tommy Lee oh, Jones. Oh, yeah, I, nah. I mean, he did a no, good job, but it was not a good movie. No, I hated the way they connected the two characters at the yeah. end. That was just dumb. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. Um... Yeah, but but you know I'm gonna give I'm gonna give the new trailer a bit. Uh, I mean wow, the new, new movie Aladdin? a hit. Yeah, Aladdin. Yeah. Wow. I mean, how would you rate that trailer? You think? Just out of <laughs> curiosity, just for fun. I'd give it a, a, a three. Oh, wow. Right. I still don't understand these ratings. Based <laughs> off everything you up until you said the three, <laughs> I would have thought you would have given yeah. this at least a four, yeah. but most likely a five. Well, he's not that is it, crazy. Isn't the whole point of the rating the fact well, that... Well, considering, considering like the, the first trailer, I gave it a one. So right, I, would, right. I would consider, now that I'm showing interest in it, probably a three. Okay. Right, but, but the trailer's you, turned around. You're rating it on the merits of the trailer's ability to sway your decision-making process. Yeah. So if you went from a one... To hey, I kind of want to see this movie. That's got, wouldn't that be a five? <laughs> Not necessarily, no. Oh no. my god! <laughs> I hate these ratings. No, no. Well, it makes no sense. <laughs> Again, just let him. <laughs> Let, let, just let him let him go. Let him go. He's not feeling well, Brian. Uh, All right. Has it, has the new Aladdin trailer done anything for you, Brian? Oh uh, no, no, not in the slightest. Uh, not in the slightest. But you'll, you'll go see it, probably. Oh, I'm sure. Well, we, I, we didn't have to see Dumbo. So wow. once the reviews came out and it was like a 30, it was like, yeah, we're, we'll yeah. skip this one. And that looked, yeah. I think it, that looked better than Aladdin, Dumbo, just by the trailer. Yeah. 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 I didn't see it either. But I would see Dumbo, I think. I would see Dumbo before I would see Aladdin. A little bit of uh, moving news aside from the trailers. Oh, uh, they've announced the uh, the slate of upcoming Marvel movie release dates. Oh, here we go. All right. And they've said that uh, they're they're going to announce 
if not all of them, the majority of them sometime over the summer. So I'm assuming at D23. Yeah, because D23 is, is at, it's normally like, uh, the week before or a couple weeks before or a couple weeks after, uh, Comic Con. But I'm assuming they're going to release most of these titles. But, um, we've got eight movies listed. The assumption is that's the entirety of phase four. Um, cause it goes all the way from May 1st, 2020 all the way up to, uh, July 29th, 2022. But, uh, <laughs> eight movies, eight movies. All right. Let's hear them. Well, essentially we know a lot of these, right? The, the speculation is that Black Widow is in production and potentially has been in production ever, you know, she went straight into Black Widow. Right. Uh, when she was done with uh, Avengers. Can we just, so Black, before you read but, them off though, real quick, can we, should we rate the movies based on the titles? On a one to five. <laughs> okay, go ahead. All right. So the, uh, but the, we've got two movies next year. We've got May 1st and then November 6th, uh, 2020. And we've got, uh, three movies in 2021 and three movies in 2022. <laughs> so it's, we got, a, um, in 2021, we've got a February, uh, a May and a November. And then a February, May, and July in 2022, which is interesting because you've got a May and a July. Hmm. Um, so there may actually be a, a fourth movie in 2022 because they like that winter release. But, uh, yeah, so we've got two and then three and three in the following years. So but we don't know the titles of them yet. They've got to be deep in production, though, right? I mean, so uh, what, like – Black Widow gets a pass because it'll be a thriller. So you don't have to have the heavy CGI or the, the insane battle scene. So you don't have that year of post-production that you need for some of these. So, um, yeah, you've got Black Widow next year. Um, the second movie next year is, is kind of a, you know, that's a toss up. You could say it's going to be Black Panther, but Black, Black Panther 2 was a, a, a early, um, spring release and they've got that February 2021. So uh, I'm wondering if it's Black Widow and then we're going to get a surprise movie, um, in that November of next year and then get Black Panther in February of 2021. But of the movies that we know were pretty much in, but the, the Guardians of the Galaxy is probably not going to be until at least uh, 2021, but likely it's probably that June or that wow. uh, that May 2022. Guardians, because it is a lot of post production on. Well, you've got, first you've got to get James Gunn done with Suicide Squad, and then film, and then the post production on Guardians, which is going to be a lot a lot heavier. But yeah, so essentially the ones we know about. So there's eight listed here, right? The ones we know about: Black Widow, Black Panther two. Doctor Strange 2, Guardians 2, right? Yeah. Um, what, so we've got four that we basically know, um, and then four that are up in the air, assuming we don't get Eternals. But Eternals could be one of the four. Um, so that leaves it up. Uh, phase four is pretty well baked out or mapped out. I mean, I don't know how much surprises you can fit in there. And I don't know, to what we said on the last podcast, how much of this would be actual building towards 
a phase four Avengers movie. I mean, Doctor Strange is going to be uh, uh, separate. It's going to be Baron Mordo, right? Because that's the way they set up the, the last movie. Guardians will be in space. It won't have any intersect with, with Avengers. Um, Black Widow, she's dead, so it's a prequel, <laughs> right? So I don't know how much of these, if four of these movies have no real basis point to build into Avengers, into an Avengers movie, I think it just goes to support the fact we're not getting an Avengers movie in Phase Four. Wow, that hurts. Why? Why not though? I think it's fatigue. I think there's concern about there being so much fatigue. A little, um, little Star Wars fatigue. Yeah, and, ha- and, and also building towards something that's meaningful, bringing them back again when it's actually meaningful instead of forcing it. Right. I mean, I think that's why a lot of people did not like Age of Ultron is because it wasn't textured. It wasn't built from anything. They said, hey, we need a sequel. And so it was a self-contained sequel, and it really missed more than it hit. Right. So whereas when you get into Avengers, you know, um, Infinity War and Endgame, it was that it was the 10 year build. Yeah. The, the, the movie that doesn't fit in any of this is Age of Ultron. So it, it was just kind of like nailed on. And, yeah, so I think they, I think they learned a little bit from that because, you know, that's, that's probably one of their weakest films, if not the weakest film. Um, and uh, I think, but again, I think that that's why we have the time jump and why we'll probably do a Young Avengers movie. Also, uh, did you guys see about that casting uh, for the the character that, that they cast her, and it's the girl from Thirteen oh, yeah. Reasons Why. Yeah. I can't remember her name, but did you hear who who they cast her as? Uh, Morgan Stark. Yeah, right? and a, yeah, a, a grown Morgan Stark. So there was going to be a flashback scene of grown Morgan Stark um, with Tony. Uh, well, what what the heck else could you do with the character if you're going to cast her as a teenager, then establish her picking up Tony's legacy? Yeah. Right, so just the fact that they felt they need to cast her means they've got plans in the works for Young Avengers. Well, speaking of legacies, uh, one of the uh, legacy pod men dropped off, I think, about five minutes ago. Let me let me dial uh, let me dial pod men on back in here. Hold on. Uh, so as I'm uh, as I'm <laughs> trying to get pod man Ron back on the line. Um, let us, uh, uh, are you back with us, Podman Ron? Hello? Yep, there you are. All right. Very good. So my phone from like 45% to 1% and Uh-oh. just dropped my call. Wow. It just died and did the little Apple symbol up. So. It just, the Podman just, uh, sucked, uh, sucked the life right out of your phone. Brian's, it was really weird. Brian's I, MCU I just, slate. Yeah. It was, uh, that, it went, the. It just died, and then the Apple symbol came up, and it showed 1%. And I thought, well, I had more than 1% on there. And then it flashed. I plugged it up and said it was 45%. So I don't know what the hell's wrong with There goes our Apple sponsorship. Uh, Apple sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. I, I I that's why I buy Samsung Galaxy. <laughs> I still love my Apple. So what are we talking about? We were talking about the Watchmen trailer. Uh, so a new series coming up on HBO, filling in the void of all the – the show's going off uh, for HBO. We've got The Watchmen, which is a little bit weird, a little bit odd that it's uh, set somewhere in this Watchmen universe some to five years, I think you said, Brian, five years after the Watchmen comic book slash movie. And 
there's a cult of Rorschach going on or something like that? Yeah, I think it's honestly, uh, it's set today. Very close to the present day. Well, when did the Watchmen take place? 85. Okay, so you think that the, the, the original in this universe that, that happened in the 80s and now we're, we've time jumped a handful of years. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So it happened in the 80s, 85, 86 when the actual comic club published. And, and what I think a lot of it is, is you're going to have the, people are fixated on the 80s. Well, now they're fixated on the 80s because that was when we actually had superheroes. Now they're gone. Yeah. Right. So I think that's, and then, you know, kind of Rorschach has become kind of like the Guy Fox um, character. That's why they're everybody's wearing those masks and everything. Um, we do, the only one we see that we know is from the original, uh, Watchmen is Ozymandias. Yeah. Right. And then you see the people, the cults Rorschach, uh, and that's, you know, that's the, that's literally the only ones we see. You do, uh, Tim Blake Nelson is wearing that mirror mask. Um, so you don't know if he's the head of the cult of, uh, Rorschach or, or, or what, but he's a Rorschach S type character. Hmm. But yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. But we do, away, but yeah. We do get a lot of Don Johnson, which Podman Ron, you're a fan of, of, right? I do like Don Johnson. Yeah, the it looked okay. It looks interesting. If if it's they do if they do it like a different story and it's like that universe but in today's time and you saw what happened with the you know, over the years since that, I think that's really cool. I'm really going to be into that. If they try yeah. to do something in like the eighties again, no, nah, not so much. Be no, no, no. They've said flatly, it's, 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 if you took the, the watchman and fast forward it <laughs> in, in like in real time. So it's, it's at least <laughs> you know, like, like 10 or 15 years past, but I think it's actually in real time today. Well, so. I really, I would really like for them to use the movie too as, Part of the uh, canon for it, you know, just might as well, right? So if we, so if we see some of these characters, we'll see some of these actors from the movie. Is so. it weird that uh, uh, Don Johnson looks healthier today than he did during Nash Bridges? He looks good. Uh, he, he looks like look he's, he's he's twenty years younger than he was on Nash Bridges. <laughs> it's just odd. That Don Johnson, he he preserves he's well. Crazy. He's probably, what, about 60-something, 65, 70? Yeah, do you remember how unhealthy he looked during Nash Bridges? What? Uh, I never watched Nash Bridges. Well, <laughs> it was, uh, he was getting very William Shatner-esque. <laughs> what the hell is that? And now he's now? back to actual Don Johnson. So. Yeah, now he's back to his good form. Uh, what else news-wise? I guess we... we well... I was going to just say real quick that we've seen a peak of, I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this show. I watched a handful of episodes, enjoyed it, but not enough to continue. Uh, but Krypton, oh, Krypton, we've got oh, the main man visiting the set of Krypton here. Yeah, and they dropped it all on the DC Universe app uh, a couple weeks back. So yeah. once I'm done, uh, I'm planning on powering through it once I finish up some other stuff. It's not, it wasn't bad, you know. Oh, speaking of not being bad, or maybe it was bad, we never talked about the Gotham finale. Oh, I did not. I never watched it. I didn't either. 
I watched the the last season uh, out of curiosity, and it is complete bonkers. But I, in a way, I kind of, I mean, no more bonkers than The Flash and all those other shows and everything. Um, but uh, it was kind of neat the what they the way they weave the villains in and all that kind of stuff, and they all you know became who they were going to be type stuff. Uh, the, you know, everybody hated the, uh, the best, the Batman costume at the end, but it was barely shown. So it's like, yeah, who, who cares? Just uh, like Smallville. Yeah. Just like Smallville and everything. But it, I mean, it's just, it's fascinating that it was such a, again, it was such a bad show, but it was kind of not, you know, like the, the everybody seemed like they put their heart into the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, what's his face from, you know, the cop shows that plays Gordon and everything. He was really good. The guys playing Joker and Penguin were really good and stuff like that. So, uh, people seemed like they really wanted it to be something more than just a, you know, a CW ish type show, but ultimately that's all it was. That's all it was. So, but so it was, I, I would say it's no worse than any of the CW shows, even though everybody loves to hate on it. Anyway, yeah, I, I I didn't watch it past season one. I just yeah. I couldn't. It was it, it felt too much like the uh, um, the nineties Batman movies. Yeah, yeah. It, it it got a little bit into that, but I mean, you had the ventriloquist and uh, Poison Ivy and Bane and everything. So well, that's pretty fine. Very they, bad special effects, though. A part of that whole release list, uh, you guys saw that the uh, Marvels or uh, Disney's sets of release dates for uh, the new Star Wars trilogy and uh, what they're doing. They're alternating the Star Wars trilogy with, uh, with Avatars 2, 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, some of the most beloved franchises in movie history. Which brings up, and I saw this article, like they were talking about, you know, the fact that we're getting four more Avatar movies. Yes. One after <laughs> another, a year, you know, a year apart or two years apart. And it was like, uh, they were like, you know, I can, I can only hope that uh, John Avatar's adventures continue because nobody can remember what the guy's name is. Like, it was, <laughs> right. it's such a throwaway. Like, I, could you? Yeah. I'm just curious. Do you guys remember why uh, he was even picked for the mission in Avatar? He had no yeah, legs. Yeah, because, no, his, because brother. his brother was yeah. something or another. You're talking about the yes. two, to the two biggest Avatar fans, so watch yourself. <laughs> So yeah, his brother was killed, uh, and they were twins, and yeah. so they'd already programmed the, the avatar to work with his DNA. Right. But yeah, just, just how, like the fact that we've, and there, you know, each of these movies is gonna be three hours long, so we've got, you know, 12 more hours. I'll be honest with you, I doubt I'll go see them. I, I'm just, it's kinda like The Matrix. I saw the first one, it was good, I loved it. Good enough. Never really cared to go see the next ones. I mean, <laughs> Same with this. I saw the first one. I loved it. Is it a universe I care to anything about? No, not really. It just does nothing for me. I mean, I enjoyed the first one, but not enough that I would want to continue to watch it. Same with The Matrix. I mean, just the only reason I watch these dumb Harry Potter uh, Fantastic Beast movies because I like the Harry Potter stuff so much. But I mean, it's kind of it's kind of soiled the uh, Harry Potter world for me because they've been so terrible. Um, so, yeah, I don't... I don't. I think these things would be a giant turd. I think they're just... Well, gonna, well, wow. well, right, and they, they've got four of them coming out. 
Yeah. I, so you got December. They're all the December releases. So December 21 is Avatar, and then 20, December 2022 is the start of the next Star Wars trilogy. Uh, and then they alternate each year until 2027. So there's two things out of that, though. One, we're only getting three Star Wars movies out of the next, or four Star Wars movies in the next eight years, because they're alternating years. But they said that we're supposed to be getting a rain, you know, Rain Johnson was supposed to be getting his, uh, trilogy of, of, uh, of Star Wars movies and, uh, Ben and Hoff and Weiss, the guys that do, uh, Game of Thrones are doing a trilogy. So people are speculating now that <laughs> Rain Johnson's trilogy has been canceled. Ouch. So after all the vitriol from, uh, uh, Force Awakens, not Force Awakens, but, uh, Last Jedi. But you know what the thing is about those that movie? It wasn't a bad movie. It was good what right. he he did. He just what I don't know. This is weird to say. It was terrible what he did. He should have kept with what what's the space started with. But the movie itself was a good movie. He just didn't follow the story. It it it's it's a huge disappointment the story wise but there was some really cool things that he did in the movie but the story itself was just dumb the the whole slow chase was dumb the whole going to casino planet was dumb i mean there was so much dumb shit in that movie i mean saying that race parents were nobodies really pissed everybody off that was dumb you know to say snoke just died and you don't know who he was dumb i mean all that shit was just fucking stupid. And, but there was really cool scenes in that movie. I liked the Luke Skywalker experience. I didn't have a problem with Luke being a force ghost doing that. I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't have a problem with the, I liked the, the lightsaber battle between, you know, Kylo and, and the, and Snoke's people, the guards, the Imperial guards. I liked all that. I mean, there were some really cool things in that movie, but, there was some really, really bad decisions in that movie. So I think if he would have his own new material, he could really do a really cool movie. But playing with other people's characters, he's terrible at because he wants to he wants to put his shit stain on it. And that's what he did. I mean, he, well, I mean, that's all these directors always want to put their own shit stain on it. Yeah. And <laughs> if you're a really good director, you will kind of, go with what someone else has gone with, you know, just add to the story without changing everything. Well, it's you know? the stuff we've talked about in comics with <laughs> with Jeff Johns, and Jeff Johns is, is such a, a good writer because he takes things that happened before, good or bad, and he works them back in in a way right. that makes sense. And even though, even <laughs> if it was something stupid before, he puts a cool spin on it. But he doesn't abandon the history <sighs> Right. Uh, to and, and throw the baby out with the bathwater. He figures out a way to incorporate the good and the bad into something better. Exactly. And The Force Awakens ugh, had already established, like, you know, that Ray was somebody. I mean, she was hearing Obi-Wan Kenobi's voice, and, you know, she was somebody. You know, the lightsaber, you know, hey, here, you know, there's a lightsaber, and why did she? There was so much that it had established and he got it, a hold of it, and he was like, oh, I'm just going to do my own thing. You know, I'm putting my own spin on it. And he just fucked it all up. It pissed everybody off. So what could have been, if he wouldn't have done all that shitty stuff, it would have been a great movie. 
except that slow stupid in the casino planet thing, you know, that political statement he had to make. Uh, I don't know if Hollywood realizes that everybody is sick of the political statements. Nobody wants them in the movies. Nobody, you know, diversity for the sake of diversity is not a fan. No one likes that, you know. It needs to be natural diversity, not shoehorned in. And political statements don't need to be thrown in there just for because that's what you think. But they will learn. I guess I'm Sorry. It's yeah, NyQuil. Sorry. That's just it's the NyQuil talking. That's the NyQuil. Oh, no, that's me talking. I, I just I hate political statements in a movie that are just that, – that, I watched that sequence again not too long ago, and I was like, what is this? This is so stupid. You know, they're they're on a mission, which they shouldn't even escape to go on this mission to begin with, but they're on it, and they're going to take time out to release some fucking horses? What the fuck? Yeah, part of that was the fact that, you know, uh, they even said that, uh, what's his name, Finn wasn't going to come back, like, and then they were going to introduce this hot new character in in the second movie, and and that was going to be a a primary focus, and like, Poe and Finn weren't supposed to be back, it was supposed to be, they're introducing Rose, and new characters, they're taking (laughs) Ray to the next chapter. Why would you, why would you not introduce, have Poe and Finn come. I like Finn. I like Poe. Poe originally, (laughs) Poe was supposed to die in the first movie. Like he was, like he was, he was a a plot device to get things in motion. See, that's stupid. I mean, Poe, Ray, and Finn were basically Han, Luke, and Leia again, and they could have meshed very well together. And they weren't even like that to a T. They were just. They were good characters in, in Force Awakens, and and they just fucked them all up in The Last Jedi. So hopefully they'll – Josh Whedon will be uh, – J- who is it? J.J. Abrams? J.J. Abrams will bring them back and get back on track again. I don't – I hope. Well, see, but. the problem was they didn't have like a – like a uh, somebody to oversee all of the films like that. So it was a loose uh, – um, Affiliation where J.J. Abrams did the first one, and then he handed the baton off to Rain, uh, uh, Rain Johnson, or Ryan Johnson, and then Ryan Johnson was supposed to hand it off to uh, Colin Trevorrow, and then everybody got so pissed about Colin, Colin Trevorrow because of that movie he made, that uh, book of Jacob or whatever it was, uh, yeah. that did terribly, and so they Disney lost confidence in him. Even before Ryan Johnson's movie came out, so he said, "Well, we we're, he, we don't know who's directing the third one." And Kathleen Kennedy really didn't oversee anything, so she let Ryan Johnson do whatever the hell he wanted. So, uh, which is odd because she gave been, the guys from Solo such shit with their movie, and that probably would have been a much better movie if they would have just left them. Oh uh, yeah, she just left them alone. Yeah, I mean, they won the Oscar. <laughs> They won the Oscar the year that they got fired from doing uh, yeah, uh, um, Solo. But um, doing Spider-Man, doing a Disney movie or a Disney character for another studio, which is wild. I mean, that's just, just karma. But, um, yeah, so if they had said, hey, J.J., you're going to be the one to oversee all these all these movies. You're the producer of these movies, uh, but we're going to have three different directors. That wouldn't have happened in the second movie. But they didn't. They said Kathleen Kennedy's going to run the show, and she she didn't. 
And J.J. Uh, Abrams was just the director of the first movie. Once he directed the first movie, he was he was out. Like, he was hands-off. He's coming back in as the fixer for the, th- the third movie because they realize people are pissed. And, like, the third, this, the third Star Wars movie, uh, Rise of Skywalker, it's going to be nothing but fan service for, for uh, uh, 120, uh, 120 minutes. It's going to be nothing but fan service and homages. And, hey, you know the stuff that you wanted before? We're giving it to you now. And it's going to be all diffusing what happened in um, uh, Last Jedi. So it's almost like I'm, I'm not super stoked to see this next movie because it's like uh, there's not going to be surprises because they got to spend so much time fixing the stupid crap that they, they did is, is nonsensical surprises in the second movie. So, yeah, my worry is the third movie is going to be the, the equivalent of uh, the the third movie of the prequels. You, you know everything that's going to happen. There's not going to be any surprises. It's going to be the same thing. It's like you know everything that's going to happen because they've got to make sure, hey, people are going to be pissed if we don't find out that Ray is Luke's daughter. And so they're going to figure out a way to make, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I mean, Force Awakens, as much as I love that movie, they really did miss the mark having all three of those facts. Three guy people back together. I mean, they they should have started out some type of adventure themselves and then handed it off to the new people. But and and but having Luke in the last two minutes of the movie <laughs> kind of that kind of just kind of sucked. I mean, as much as I love that movie, don't get me wrong, I loved it, but. I would like to have seen, you know, they could help with Terry Fisher dying, but I would like to have seen all three of them together in the second movie instead of killing Harrison Ford and then Terry Fisher dying in real life. I mean, yeah, it's just not meant to be, I guess. Well, we can only hope that um, they they bring back uh, John Avatar and uh, they, they keep Avatar. him alive. Yeah, have to have so, the, anyway. all the Avatar sequels for the next 10 years between Avatar and Star Wars. Maybe they'll merge the universes together for all we know. Yeah, I like it. The Avatar ride is great for what it is. Like, and I get Disney may want to push people towards that property because it's on, you know, it's at their parks and that kind of thing. But the first Avatar movie didn't do much for me to begin with. Like, I was just like, I don't understand why it made all the money it did to begin with. I don't but either. I, I, I don't know. Well, why I'll tell you why it did because back in that day, they weren't releasing. There wasn't a Marvel movie all the time. There was a few Marvel movies out, but that was about it. And they weren't releasing Christmas movies. They weren't that back in. You know, that was the reason Titanic was such a big hit because Christmas new movies. But now. They called on that Christmas is a good time to release movies. Well, and and I do know, like this, it was the first movie with 3D. So 3D was actually still like new. You know, the 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 you know things started to come back out in in, in 3D, and they got the also the the bump in ticket prices, right? Because they you know you had to charge forty percent more because it was in 3D. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think it was a like a convergence of a few things like you said coming out in december and, and not really having any challengers until march 10 to late march 
you know, uh, and then the the 3D. But still, it's not a great movie. Like, it's, no, I don't think so either. Uh, not at yeah. all. Yeah. Well, we get, let's, we get four more. <laughs> well, while we're waiting for that. Uh, Brian, I think you do have a movie review of a great movie for us. So let's go into movie reviews. I sent the, the boys Friday night to go see the Pokemon movie, which honestly I would have never gone to see if they hadn't cast Ryan Reynolds. Like, that was probably the only person they could have possibly cast to even have gotten me to take the kids to see that movie. Because there's nothing I, I hate more than Pokemon. Um, <laughs> and this coming from all the money we made on Pokemon cards at the comic shop. You know, and I shilled the hell out of those Pokemon cards. But, uh, yeah, I've never cared for it. Uh, um, and the movie was essentially... I mean, you could tell from the tra- from the trailers. This, the movie was essentially, you know, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, they, they just lifted most of that plot <laughs> or that story from from uh, from uh, the '90s. But uh, it was fine for what it was. I'm not the target audience. Like my two ten year olds were just cackling. They thought it was hilarious. Uh-huh. Um, so they thought, you know, Detective Pikachu was was just slapstick, you know, and obviously the, the, the formula works because it's worked for two Deadpool movies, two and a half Deadpool movies, right? Um, the, so it was fine. I I would not want to go see it again. They enjoyed it, and then that's who it was made for. Yeah. So I guess from that standpoint, it was a success, right? Um, the thing that, that worries me is, and we've said this before in the podcast, there's going to be a day when that is the biggest movie in the world. And that is what you're getting three movies of a year is Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh and Naruto (laughs) and uh, all all this other garbage. Right. Uh, And, and, and the worry is this one was just successful enough I mean, because it made like $58 million. It still lost to Avengers Endgame, but not by much. I think it only lost by like $5 million. And it actually beat Endgame Friday night, the Friday box office, Pokemon 1. So I think, by and large, everybody's like, hey, just the fact that it did this well against the, the juggernaut that's Avengers Endgame is a huge win. And it's a, and I re- didn't realize this before. It was, it was uh, distributed by Warner Brothers. So I've got a feeling we're going to start getting inundated with more Pokemon properties. <laughs> and then you're going to start getting all of the ancillary, you know, 2000s character properties, which I could care anything. Yeah, I couldn't care less about. That's what, that's. So I guess my, my biggest thing is I feel like Pokemon may be like one of the very, very early death knells of the Marvel uh, universe because eventually wow. that's it's going to lose steam and then they're going to be trying to look for a back catalog of properties and that's what we're going to end up getting is Pokemon movies. So uh, Very dismal-looking yeah. future. 
But again, they're, they're for the kids. So let the kids have the Pokemon. Well, well and I guess here's, here's the thing that I picked up on. My ki- my 10-year-old kids loved it. But you know who else loved that damn movie? A whole bunch of 28-year-olds that were in that theater. <laughs> of course. So, and, and when we were walking out of the theater, like, we got stuck behind this guy, and he talked about Pokemon at, at a level and depth that we do about all the Marvel stuff. You know, who's, who's got their special, he may have his own special podcast attack. For all we know. Right, right. What these Pokemon characters are and what their special attacks are and that, oh, it's cool because this Pokemon does this and put this Pokemon showed up with so and so and like just, uh, yeah, like the mythos that we think is so special around like the comics and DC right, and Marvel. They, yeah, so just, they think that mythos me. is, yeah, is it, uh, but that's the thing is, uh, those kids, when we had the comic shop, right? Uh, they oh, weren't yeah, coming in no to doubt. read Spider-Man. They weren't coming in to read Batman. They were coming in to play Pokemon. They, you couldn't have begged them to read a comic book. They were in there to buy Pokemon. That's it. So, you know, at some point, that's that's the future. And at that point, you know, at that point, we don't have to worry about another Avengers movie coming out anymore. And I guess, Ron, it'll be safe to just go ahead and succumb to uh, the flu. Just let it take you over. You just let let it take you. You don't have to hop hop yourself up on NyQuil anymore. I mean, honestly, after this next Star Wars movie, I mean, what else I got to look forward to? Because I honestly think that, like, the Marvel stuff is going to, it's veering off into the shit that I don't like. I mean, you know, they've done the, all the heroes I basically like, so they're not going to do it those anymore. So we're going to start getting shit like Shang-Chi and fucking Miss Marvel and all that crap. I mean, we may get Fantastic Four. We've got X-Men, but to look forward to, I guess, but uh, unless they really... Something- Unless they really do like the classic Kirby Stanley X-Men from the 60s to start it off with, you, we've already seen everything. So it's kind of like, uh. Well, we've already done that. That's what the, that's what X-Men first class was, the 60s X-Men. <laughs> now. Yeah, but they I'm, have, talking about, I'm talking about the classic. I mean, I'm talking, you know, I, I would like to see it start like the Umbrella Academy. That was, you know, in that vein where they're teenagers and, you know, start off that way, but we'll see. They have said there's speculation that, um, you know, because uh, uh, the, the directors of uh, Endgame, what the hell are their names? I'm gonna draw a blank on that. Russo brothers. The Russo brothers. Uh, they're speculate. They're they're done with Marvel at this point. Um, but the speculation is Marvel's trying to lure them back to. Uh, Reintroduce the X Men. Yeah, why not? They want to do Cyclops. Uh, yeah, and and then be the spearhead for the X Men, which you could also almost say like, if the Russos are handling X Men, it could run separately than what's really happening in Phase Four, but still kind of build that mythos for X Men in a connected universe. And then in Phase Five, now you've got X Men that are actually interacting. Uh, um with the Marvel universe. So you could almost have like the X-Men stuff running concurrently outside of phase four. And it all dovetails in phase five, which would be pretty kick ass. 
And then, I mean, that would get me in because, like, that, that, you know, them building the X-Men universe would be pretty amazing. Um, they've also said there's uh, – um, oh, we forgot about this one in the, in the Marvel movies. We, we got Captain Marvel 2. So that'll be one of those eight. So we're really down to three movies in Phase 2 that we don't know about. Or I would really like to see a fan, Fantastic Four. And if they do the Fantastic Four, of course, I like your idea from it from a years ago. But now that we got this multi-fucking universe in play, I, they're all talking about it coming from that. But <laughs> I would like to see a, a fun Fantastic Four in the vein of – Stan Lee and Jack Kirby from the 60s to start off with. Like, well, that, my pitch the way Lost was, in Space is, you know, that yeah. fun family vibe. But, you know, I, even even with a little ju- a hint of, I know people are going to be like, oh, that sounds corny. But even a hint of the way the Brady Bunch movie was back in the 90s where they're like still in a 60s frame of mind but living in nowadays, you know. Ooh. Well, I explained it better in my pitch. So just as a reminder, my pitch was Reed, they were set in the 60s. Right. And and Reed did something stupid, and they got trapped in the negative zone for 50 years, and now they're back. And so that's why they're kind of out of time, out of Well, I mean, I mean, and they've already set up the fact that the, the quantum zone, time stands still. So... They could have been gone into quantum zone for two days and it been 50 years. So, I mean, Reed could have discovered it back in the 60s before anybody else ever fucking discovered it, disappeared, right. and he's back. So that would be so fucking cool to do something like that. Well, and that could be where they, their powers came from. So instead of actually going cosmically, and so that's why there weren't heroes in the 60s. Right? Right, that's why exactly. nobody knows about them. Is that's where all their, that's also tied to where their religion is. So it's not the you know, cosmic radiation that, that, that screwed with them. It's quantum radiation that right. gave them their powers, right? And then now they're back. Now they're heroes. That's why nobody knew about them. So they, somebody knew that Reed Richards was a scientist that disappeared, but he was never important enough for, for, uh, Hank Jim to have ever mentioned him or anything like that because they weren't superheroes. But yeah, and then, and then now, but you put them now today and they're fish out of water. And it's, and it, you get to kind of do some of the fun stuff you used to be able to do with Captain America. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I don't know if we're getting it. I, I've got a feeling that, that they're, they're worried Fantastic Four can't, can't work. So. Oh, it would work. I mean, if you did, if you did it like that, it would work very well. You would have your fish out of the water like Cap was. You'd have that back, but on a little bit of a grander scale. And you could really, with the way they're always like the the best way they describe the Fantastic Four was the way Byrne described them. They were adventurers. They science scientist adventurers. They weren't superheroes. They were adventurers. That but they would just get caught up in these superhero antics. So. Uh, if they did something like that, like the Lost in the, the Space Vein, that would be really cool, and they could. Re- I think that would be a success. And, and keep with the family element. Don't try to go outside and make it edgy or any of that bullshit. You know, don't. That's that's where, you know, that's what was so good about the movies in the nineties, 
if, if I, or was it the 2000s or whenever that Fantastic Four movies were, as bad as they were, the best elements was when they were kind of being the family unit. You know, it was, they got yeah, the other yeah. shit wrong. I mean, what you've got working against you is <laughs> you've got. X-Men is a priority. If, if Marvel hadn't bought Fox or D- Disney hadn't bought Fox, then yeah, we'd probably be a lot, you know, we, we wouldn't have as deep a back catalog. So yeah, you probably would be, you know, uh, uh, there's probably a lot more conversation around the Fantastic Four, but you, you're not. You got a huge plethora. I mean, they just doubled the size of their universe with the X-Men and the, and the, the toys they could play with. So that's one. But two, uh, We've already got Fantastic Four in The Incredibles, and people like The Incredibles better. So, and The Incredible, it would be cannibalizing their own type of yeah. property. Because it's, it's not like The Incredibles is owned by a different studio. It's, it's also Disney. So, I don't know that we're ever getting Fantastic Four. <laughs> Just put the Incredible and say they're from the oh, multiverse yeah, and be done with it. We'll definitely get it, because there's too much, they've got too much peripheral, uh, Characters around them that they could, you know, you got Doom, you've got, you know, Submariner, you have Galactus, you have Mole Man, you, you, Frightful Four. I mean, you've got so many other characters, Silver Surfer, uh, the Negative Zone people. I mean, all these other characters, the Molecule Man, all this shit that they've got. That it would be hard not to introduce. I mean, they've got their own set of everybody. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Their rogue gallery. So <clears throat> they, they they're gonna they're gonna have to definitely do it. I mean, especially with Doom. Doom himself. I mean, I, I like the idea of them, you know, toying around with just the Doom movie, but you can't. Actually, to have Doctor Doom without having the Fantastic Four eventually. I mean, it's just, that's just dumb. The only other bill, hero he could have went up against was Iron Man, and that's not going to happen now, so. <laughs> but see, but the, the whole argument about what, what you're saying about making a family, making this, making that, like that's the, the fact that they have Incredibles already is the argument yeah, but, not to do it that way. Yeah, but yeah, we but, all know these uh, movies just repeat storylines over and over. Right, I mean. Well, that's true. <laughs> Definitely, that's the only way she's going to be different. You got to you got to put it aside different from the Avengers. I mean, their family, X Men, X Men are brought together because they share the bond of their Homo sapiens. I mean, Homo superiors, and you've got Avengers because they're all superheroes. Well, Fantastic Four, they're family, so that's. I think they're going to kind of go with that. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It'd be nice. I mean, the thing is, D23, I think if we know what five of the eight movies are, and that's not counting, uh, well, if, he, if, in, in ter- if Eternals is one of them, we know what six of the eight movies are. So you, there's got to be some sort of surprise, some sort of surprise, you would think, or else if they just come out at D23 and say, you know, these are all of our, all of the sequels we're making to movies that are already established and there's nothing uh, uh, people are going to be disappointed. So, but with eight movies and we know what six of them are essentially, how, there's not a lot of room for surprises. Right. Unless there's stuff in, that they've teased in production that's not actually in production. <laughs> like if you said, okay, well, it's technically it's not a Doctor Strange movie. It's 
you know, uh, Doctor Strange and I don't know who would mesh up with him, but you usually don't get that. Yeah, so Silver Surfer and Doctor Strange, right, or something. So unless unless they're going to fuse some stuff, uh, um, like they did with uh, Civil War, I don't know how you make this um, uh, give anybody sort of surprises because we are we already know a lot of these that are coming out, at least from you know what. They're going to make a Black Panther two. They're going to make a Guardians three. They're going to make a Captain Marvel two. So once you start, once you take that to the next step, it's like, how can you, you know? And you've got to go into production for so many years ahead of time. You got Shang Chi. Shang Chi, they've said, yeah. Um, Well, you could do. I guess that's what you could do. You could say, you could put Doctor Strange with Shang Chi. You know, and yeah. uh, or something like that, because it's both myst- mystical realms. Have Shang Chi be a supporting character in Doctor Strange, uh, and then roll them yeah. out into something else. But, see, none of that excites me, though. That's what's the sad thing about Marvel right now, because this, this new phase, there's nothing that's like really well, right. That's what that's what I'm saying. Like you, you already know <laughs> what's coming out in this phase, and with the exceptions of Guardians three, a lot of it aren't. My favorite movies to begin with. Right. Yeah. I mean, Phase Two is going to be based on movies that were kind of weak to begin with. Yeah. So they really see. need to push push, push forward with either X Men or Fantastic Four to get something new new blood going on. So because the don't do it either. I mean, I, let's face it. Take good lord, who? No one. I don't know. That's just not. <laughs> That just does nothing for me either. I don't think that does anything for anybody. Well, I mean, Doctor Strange was good knowing that it was going to lead up to Endgame and he was going to be critical to Endgame. You know, uh, Black Panther was probably the best of the movies we've got a sequel coming out for. Uh, and it probably has the most uh, um, potential for where the story can go. Uh, it's not <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> Right or, or or Iron Man, so uh, Captain Marvel. Like I, I could care less about seeing another movie about Captain Marvel. Like it was so for me. It's like well, I would rather not have Captain Marvel too and put her in space as a part of the Guardians of the Galaxy and and and, and do something there, or put her in a movie and, and make it a movie about the Nova Corps, and, and it'd be Nova and Captain Marvel or something. But right. yeah, like I, with the way it's laid out right now, if it's just you know, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, push button, we're going to do this, this, and this, it's going to be boring, and I think people are going to be underwhelmed when they do get the announcements for the movies. So we shall see. Brad, you still with us? Uh, barely. Uh, so that was the movie section. We kind of went, <laughs> we went back into Marvel's the world there. What? Uh, what else is going on? Anything else we want to talk about for movies? I'm good on movies. All right. Um, I don't know. That's uh, do we wrap it up? Anything? I know we talked about uh, Game of Thrones, Brian. You've been watching that. I'm watching Game of Thrones. People are pretty pissed about this uh, second to last episode. So maybe, uh, maybe, well, what I was going to suggest instead of getting into a half hour discussion of Game of Thrones. Uh, do we want to just save that for next week's finale? 
We can save it for next week's finale. I we might. I didn't know if we wanted to try and go over Cobra Kai. If you uh, two want to do that, sure. Uh, I'll take a nap. Or we can save it for next week and do a more TV centric episode <laughs> next week. But uh, what happened yeah. with Game of Thrones? Why is it? We'll, we'll do it. We'll do Cobra Kai next time. But what? What? Why is everybody pissed at Cobra Kai right now? I mean, uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. All right, so. You've had two major storylines, lots of storylines, but the two that have made it through the entire show are focused around Daenerys Targaryen and Jon Snow. And so basically Jon Snow uh, was a bastard son of a, of a lord that lived in the north. And then Daenerys Targaryen, her grandfather was the king. And they overthrew him and killed him, and she ran off into exile. Well, she's the – so she feels she's the heir to the throne, and, and the story's been following her um, journey to, like, go from, like, a slave uh, – you know, uh, like, a just an outcast uh, to actually being the leader of all these different people and having armies and coming back to take her her, her castle and take her, her crown, right? Uh, Jon Snow has, has, uh, you find out that, uh, he's not just the bastard son of, son of a, uh, a lord of the north, right? He's kind of like the moral, like, um, Captain America of it. He's the moral, like, uh, you know, uh, um, character, uh, hero. Uh, in the last episode, and they've teamed up, they've teamed up to take on, uh, Cersei. Lannister, who's the queen of, of, the, you know, the, that, of Westeros, of the, the Seven Kingdoms. They've teamed up to take her on, uh, and Danny, Daenerys Targaryen basically goes nuts, uh, in this episode. So for seven years, she's always been like this great leader and, and she, she was a, a champion for the people. Well, she basically, levels the entire city and kills everyone in the city. Good, bad, young and old, everybody. And so people are really pissed because it's it was out of character. But it's also, they only have two episodes to wrap this stuff up. So it's, I think it's like, wait, we've waited too long and now we're having to really rush the end game of this, of this storyline. So it just, it was just jarring. She went for being a hero and, and beloved in episode five or in episode four to like, you know, uh, the Joker in episode six. So yeah. people are not happy. Well, fuck them. It's almost over anyway. So it's almost over anyway, but the whole reason they did it is because they want the final showdown between to be between Jon Snow and, and her. It's just, they gotcha. left themselves no time to build that story. So. Well, that was stupid. Yeah. So, that was a pretty pretty quick synopsis, Brad. Not horrible. Not horrible. But well, let me talk uh, real quick about one thing that I watched. The, the bee in Apartment Twenty Three. <laughs> the bitch of Apartment Twenty Three. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I watched a documentary. I'm usually not a big documentary person, but I couldn't resist this one. It's called The Perfect Bid. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I, I haven't watched it, but I saw it, yeah. It's about the guy who, uh, 
who who trained himself to make the perfect bids on the prices right. He had went through the taping like thirty something times. And uh you gotta watch it. It's a really good good documentary. It's like uh, like an hour and fifteen minutes long. It's uh it was pretty interesting though. It's if you're a fan of the Price is Right, if you're a fan of the Price is Right, it's then who isn't? Yeah, everybody. So you know, I know my grandmother's a big listener of the podcast, <laughs> so she'll she'll appreciate that shout out. Uh, <laughs> can you give us a, a just a tidbit of of how he perfected the bidding? <clears throat> he was like he's like a math genius. So what he would do is. He watched The Price is Right all the time. He watched every episode, and he would like figure out – he would start keeping a database of, like, you know, an Amana refrigerator, and it was – had all the fe- these features and this feature. So the price was seven ninety five. He'd write that down. And, like, he started noticing the prices were all the same on these, you know, brands, and he just would – just memorize these prices. So he said the only, you know, trips were hard because, you know, those are basically guesses. But, you know, for the most part, all the products were, they would reuse them over and over again. So. Because they were like sponsors. <laughs> right. So he, he started just keeping tabs on it. And, uh, it was interesting. I mean, he, he finally got picked like, it took him like 25 episodes for it. He went to like 24 tapings before he finally got picked. And, uh, and he didn't do so well when he went, which was kind of ironic, but the really, I don't know if y'all heard of, I'm kind of giving away the thing, but it's really not a big surprise. But about right when Drew, uh, Drew Carey came on, there was a guy who on the showcase matched the perfectly on the showcase. Right. To a point where Drew Carey's kind of like, you can tell Drew Carey's kind of like pissed about it, kind of suspect about it. Well, the guy went on all these talk shows talking about how he was the one that came, you know, I, it was me, you know, yeah, I, I memorized my prices and he did all saying that he, he did it. It wasn't him. It was the guy that the documentary's about. He was out in the audience. He had met these people in line and, uh, Met this guy and his wife in line and they went over prices and all that stuff. So when the showcase was going down, he kind of, the guy told his wife he needs to bid this and the wife kind of like did the numbers out on her fingers and that's why he bidded that and he got the perfect bid. Well, then he took credit for it. So it's pretty funny. It's a pretty interesting show to watch. Wow. So. All right. Sold. You got an hour and 15 minutes. You like Bob Barker? It's a good show to watch. Nah, probably better than you don't give listening a shit. to an episode of the Podman for an hour. Well, you can, we can watch that. I think it'd still be like 30 minutes shorter than an actual episode of The Price is Right, right? I mean, um, yeah, pretty much. That's an hour of power right there. Price is Right. Come on, man. God, I haven't watched that in 20 years. I remember summer vacation from school. It was... Yeah, you know, you'd get up and I'd get up, you'd have the TV, you'd have the Cartoon Network and stuff like that to do now. So it would be, uh, I'd get up in the morning and I'd watch like, uh, F Troop, The Flying Nun, Gomer Pyle, USMC, uh, maybe some Dennis the Menace, black and white. And then I'd hit right into, I hated all uh, three of those. I gotta, I gotta say, 
Except F Troop. I like the F Troop song, but that was about it. And then I'd, I'd slide right into uh, uh, Price is Right. And then... Price is Right was like a staple. If you were homesick from school, you were up by 11 o'clock, no matter how late you slept in, and you were watching The Price is Right. Well, and after The Price is Right, then sometimes you'd get, uh, like, Batman, the 60s Batman TV show. That would come on early afternoon sometime. That was a... Can I, can I mention one more thing before we go? Since you mentioned uh, 60s Batman, uh, Last Night Family Guy had their series finale, and they honored Adam West on there. It was their series finale. I'm sorry, their season finale. Oh. Um, they named the high school after him, Adam West High. Lovely. Nothing. Nothing there, huh, guys? No. Huh. Nothing, nothing, nothing from for Family Guy or Adam West. Uh, and that was on your, it's on your list, Brian. Gee. It's on my list. Like, I don't care about Family Guy. I know, but you should. Mm. All right. There's a compelling reason there. All right. So next episode, we'll talk about Cobra Kai and more Game of Thrones, just an all-TV episode. I, maybe I can give a review of the uh, Girl Power uh, show Dead to Me. Yeah, if I had my Netflix subscription, I could watch it. Well, there you go. But they pissed me off about Santa Clarita Diet, and we're done, Netflix. We're done. I don't know why Netflix keeps – God, they got so many new shows, and they're just like, why do y'all – how do you expect anybody to get interested in your shows if you just keep fucking canceling with people? Are, no, they don't. I mean, yeah. people are enjoying certain shows. The only reason I'm keeping them around in the – then they start canceling the shows I like. So, I mean, what the fuck, Netflix? I mean, give me a break. Yeah, I've got, like, my own <laughs> like, little theory as to what I think is going on, but uh, or, but the reasoning that I've got in the back of my head while they're doing it. But since we're rapping, maybe we should save it for the next podcast. I'm sure Brad will listen to it. No. <laughs> I will, I'll let it, I'm going to bed now. The recorder will stop whenever it runs out of tape. You guys just keep talking. <laughs> I will save it. All right. Until next time.